Hello again, and welcome to Mythical Magic, where we talk about magic news, brews, and happenings. I'm David, and this is my co-host, Jimmy. So, Jimmy, uh, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, not as good as some cards <laughs> in, in, in Standard, however. Oh, I think you're doing better than most of the cards in Standard, considering a lot of them got banned last week. Oh, right. I think, yeah, I, I reversed that. But that's true. Yeah, they did. I'm so sad because... Your joke didn't land? No. What? It's okay. It normally doesn't land. It's it's whatever. <laughs> but I'm more upset. It's because I'm so taken aback by the fact that uh, one of my favorite cards got banned. Cyclonic You know the ban list, so I don't understand. That's not on the... Chase the Mind Sculptor. It was Cauldron Familiar. Oh, fling. It wasn't a trick question. <laughs> uh, so they banned a bunch of cards. And they did. The, they did wait, ban a bunch of cards. It's the party. I can shortcut it to say that I don't like that they they just banned a bunch of cards that are pretty much going to rotate in about a month and change. I feel like that was kind of silly. It was silly, but I mean, they they must have had a very good reason for it because they don't do that stuff for no reason. So they must have seen like basically and like an entire drop off of people playing standard on arena like they must have just stopped playing because there's no reason that they would have banned all those cards if there wasn't like a serious issue right i mean they talked about that basically there's more people playing on arena than there were playing in paper just because of the access and they're playing more frequently and because of that the quantity of the games being had is far more than it was before so the impact is way more effective and quick so they're banning this cauldron familiar and along with some other cards obviously they're banning they're banning these cards and they're like okay so now it literally tomorrow goes into effect have fun play more magic type of thing so i I mean i get i get why i get how some of these cards can be annoying and frustrating it's like oh my god so in case you didn't know so august 3rd they banned uh, Cauldron Familiar, Growth Spiral, <laughs> Wilderness Reclamation, along with what was already banned in Standard, uh, Veal, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Veal of Summer, Once Upon a Time, Oko, Fires of Invention, and Field of the Dead, and Agent of Treachery. Uh, I'm sorry, they also banned Tefri, the Time Raveler. But all these cards, especially Tefri, was kind of like, they were kind of already being called for to be banned. Like, people are already saying, like, Wilderness Reclamation is. is it's either literally unimportant completely, or it's just... It's either dominating 90% of the field, or nobody cares about it because they're playing much faster stuff. Right. And then Teferi, just in general, I think people were like, well... People are just sick of Teferi. There's now... Like, you can't play reactionary magic if, say, your opponent has a Teferi. You can't play on their turn. You're basically playing Pokemon as soon as your opponent plays that card. Pokemon is a fun game. It not It's not better than magic, though, and that's the point. That's a... That is an opinion. That's an opinion piece. That's an opinion piece. But that's not the point. But yes, that's not what you're getting at. Yeah. So magic is. I a, mean, that's why people. That's why people tune into this podcast is to hear our opinions. Technically, so I mean, I thought this is what the people want, Dave. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, my opinion. They want, they want to hear me say magic is better than Pokemon. Wow. And if they think otherwise, fight me. You okay? In the comments. Okay. Don't actually fight me. I don't want to fight anybody. <laughs> I'll post your address to social media later today so they can say hi to you. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to get so many bags of poop. <laughs> I don't think so. But, I mean, ty- I mean, going down the list, like I said, you're right. Wilderness was either completely relevant or completely unrelevant. Tavoli Time Raveler was definitely very, very frustrating for decks that were relying on instant speed removal um, even con- or just control in general. 
it, it was it was annoying and it shut off a lot of other cards that were working like i know like the card emergent ultimatum no longer worked just because of the nature of how Teferi is worded, how the nature of how that mm-hmm. card resolves. So that's frustrating. So I think overall, that's yeah, really Teferi doesn't help the format by being around. I think he does hurt it. And then you get to like cards like Growth Spiral. And I think Cauldron from her very much so. Two, two, like, two common, uncommon cards that don't seem like they do a lot, but they're just so efficient. Cauldron Familiar, Cauldron Familiar in the Sacrifice decks is just... I mean, it's it's the synergy. It's the core piece of the, en- the engine for those decks. Uh, Grow Spiral and Wilderness Reclamation, though, have been the best co- two colors that you can play in standard right now yes. are are Simic, and which and it's been that way for almost about two years now. And the the I think they had a big tournament, and I think what was it like? It was like six of the top eight people were playing basically the same exact deck, and it was all just Simic Wilderness Reclamation stuff. Uh, and it had Uro, and it had Teferi, and it had Wilderness Reclamation, and some of them had Nissa, and they have Hydroid Crisis, and they just play all these awesome Simic cards, and then they splash white for Teferi and for uh, ECD, what is it, Elspeth Conqueror's Death, and that's basically all you can do in the format, because they can go long, they are super resilient, they have the exact same game plan every time, because they just play like so many cards that do the same thing. And it's just, it makes, the format is just stale. It's it's super stale. And even now that they're banning all these cards, like, they didn't hit Uro for some reason. So that card is still going to be all over standard for the next year and a half or whatever. And people are already talking about, well, if we're not playing Teferi anymore, then why are we playing white? I mean, it's you got ECD and that's it, really, right? Mm-hmm. So instead, they've switched to black for one-for-one one removal. And some of them have switched to red because they want to play Teamer Flash or Teamer Adventures. But other than that, everybody else has just switched out the the white in their Simic Bant Bant deck or whatever for black, and everybody's going Sultai. So that's what's all over Arena right now is Sultai Ramp. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be the next default thing that you play. There's always going to be that thing where it's like, okay, well... This isn't working out. Cool. What's the what's the next? And there, there always has to be a best thing, and I'm not mad about it. It's just more or less that like you would think that with all of these super strong cards being banned, hmm. like there are ten cards in the ban list, and they're all super broken. But I, like, I, I, and I have you, to, I have to disagree you with think, you there when you're talking about them being super broken. Not okay. So not all of them. Not like Cauldron Familiar. Not super broken in, hmm. in a vacuum. All of these, um, all of these cards. And I, I'm sorry to cut you off. The, all these cards on the ban list. For the most part, they're synergy win cards. You'll take a look at the modern ban list, and a lot of those cards, again, they're synergistic. So the the artifact lands are a synergistic win. But then you get to cards that like Birthing Pot. That's so much not a synergistic win. Is like that's the setup. That's like I'm popping the volleyball up, and then the next thing I do is going to spike it, which is the win. You get cards like Bridge from the Below, the same thing. The first setup, and then the and then the win. Um, Cards like Microsynth Lattice with, on honestly, on its own, basically, are just winning the game. But again, it's like it's part of like a quote-unquote two-piece combo, some of these cards. Clark Clan Ironworks is one of those ones where there's just so many avenues where it can uh, synergize and it can win, which is the same thing with Cauldron Familiar, sacrificing it, getting a trigger and it coming, and then it comes back with the food, which the witch's oven you literally getting a sacrifice effect you're getting the food to bring it back and it's like cool that's a neat little two car synergy and then every card you keep adding into it just keeps on making more and more synergy 
So it's like, okay, well, we had that like mayhem, the mayhem uh, minotaur, devil, um, and mayhem he, devil, and he. The, I thought, but he's, is he a devil? Yeah, he's aren't a you, devil. He's not a. He's not. He's riding a unicycle. Aren't you so happy about that? You love devils, uh, <laughs> but like I you, like, but you sacrifice. I don't, like, I don't care about devil the the archetype. I care about devil tokens. Right. So you sack your you. You literally sack the the cosmic mirror to the witch's oven, deal one damage. Then you immediately get the uh, cosmic mirror back by sacking a food token, and you deal another one damage. But then through it all, you've drained. You can you can literally hit your opponent for three in one turn, and you've lost nothing. The only thing you've paid is you've tapped you've tapped an artifact. So like that synergy is right there. And then on top of that, the field of the dead. Like, well, the field of the dead is just like, okay, cool. Like, you play a land, you naturally play the game, and you get effects. That's kind of not a cool field. Uh, fires of invention. Well, man, like I have field of the dead out, and I have fires of invention out. It's like, well, this feels good. I can't play spells, but I oh, I can only play two spells a turn. But I, but every time I play a land, I get a creature, and then you go growth spiral for a three color deck, and now you're just getting all the effects. Like, it's just. They're so synergistic. They're so so backbreaking when you put some of these cards together that it's like, what the hell do I do? And I think that's the problem with not with magic, but like the reason, the problem on why we're having so many uh, cards banned. We've get we're, we've gotten away from single cards being backbreaking to having such strong synergies that we have to stop them. And I, and it kind of goes against some of the times what I've said before is, but I agree. I, I, so I don't I don't I don't know if that's true. I still feel like it's a lot of single cards. Like no. so like you said, Wilderness Reclamation, that card can generate a ton of mana. Right. That that card is busted by itself, right? Yes. There's no way they're not gonna find a way to break you having twenty something mana on turn Ten. five. Well, a little less, but yeah. Whatever. Um so if you play one turn two and we play one turn if you play one turn three and you play our turn play one on turn four and you play one on turn five then at the oh, end of your turn yeah. five you have access to like 15 mana yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty freaking good um i don't know how fires of invention they thought that card was going to be fine because that card lets you literally just put two cards from your hand onto the field every turn without paying the mana cost and then so if they have an activated ability or something like that those cards are just bonus like you just have an extra five mana sitting around right yeah. and then teferi is very fucking good on his own uh, he's very good. He he stops your opponent from playing at instant speed. He bounces a card. He draws a card. That's all in one effect. That's all. That's all three of those things you can do on the turn he comes down, and you haven't lost him yet. He comes down. He stops your opponent from reacting to you. He bounces one, their best thing, and you draw a card. That's amazing. That's like a three for one. That's not a three for one, but that's a it's a three for one. <laughs> it... The card that's in their hand that they can no longer cast. Right. The card that goes back to their hand that they can no longer cast. And the card that you draw. That's a three for one. I mean... There's also the Once Upon a Time, where you can just, at the beginning of every game, every person is casting this free spell that lets them dig and fix their hands. That's... It's not... It's not overpowered by itself, but it does make the game more uniform all your games are going to kind of look similar if you know exactly what you're looking for and you can search for it off the top of your deck uh feel the dead is like you said is just a card that you that gets value for you playing the game the way you're meant to play it it's just i'm not saying that these cards don't need to be banned i'm just saying that the it feels like i don't want to say that power creep because 
cards are strong, their ebbs and flows, the, the power structure of Magic, it just feels like they've been putting the pedal to the metal for the past year or two, and they have, like, no signs of slowing down. It just seems like they're, like, well, so let's go. So the putting the pedal to the metal type of thing, that's also a perspective kind of issue, because you go back in time, and you show some newer players older cards, and they go what the hell that card did that for that like that's crazy but then you you stop and reflect and i mean and then you if you were to go back in time and bring a card from the future if you were to show me back in friggin you know ravnica original ravnica and you were to show me like a card that hell even though it was in like dragons of tarkar i would be like what how why like that doesn't seem okay like that's an interesting design choice it's all just a matter of perspective for like the the power creep and like the common understanding for card design is always that any card game will eventually just go up in power you can't avoid it because of the nature of design design space and what players want because going down in power isn't isn't captivating to be like hey i got this set and then the next set is less powerful then the next set is less powerful it's like well i don't understand what the point of that is so that's all automatically going to drive you into the so power so when people talk about power creep i'm like listen unless it's power stepping where you're like jumping multiple levels in a single set or a very small amount of time honestly i'm out like to tell me like hey this last set is more powerful than the than the previous i'm sorry this set is more powerful than the previous set i'm gonna go okay, is it a staggering amount? And I go, is it one card? Is it the whole set? Is it like all the rares? Is it it the commons and uncommons? Because if it's just like two rares or two mythics that are like, wow, these really are standout-ish, that's not power creep to me. That's just like we made a mistake maybe in design and we didn't play test. And that's a different argument in my book. But you're right. Like Teffrey on his own is just annoying it slows the game down which is one of the few one of the few things r&d doesn't want anymore they're like hey it's okay to have the game be a little more paced back and forth but teffrey grinds the game to a halt effectively you could have nothing in your hand effectively and teffrey can just be like hey you can't really do the things that you want to do and then on a similar note once upon a time does homogenize the game it makes people have very similar decks when you're putting a deck together you go okay these first 20 slots are automatically chosen for me, and then the rest I kind of change. And then it's boring, because no one wants to watch basically 20 decks fight each other for umpteen rounds. But as a whole, like, the the ban list is, it's very, it's very cards that lead to another card that lead to another card that eventually lead to the win. It's been a long time, mm, long is a tough word, it's been a, a little while since we've had multiple bannings of cards that are just on their own, like, this is a card that I play and I win the game. So, like, Hogak would be one, I would say. Um, Splinter Twin, uh, like, specifically Splinter Twin, like, you would basically play Splinter Splinter Twin and go, cool, you're dead. I mean, that's the thing. But that's a two-card combo, too, right? So it's Yeah, yeah. So so there's never going to... That's a Healy-Cat combo? Right, there's never really a card... There's never really been a time in Magic where you play one card and then other than paying having lands to produce the mana for it, it wins you the game. There's very few times where it's that in Magic. Everything usually requires two or more cards. Like, I think the only other example is really, like, what, second approach from the second son from Amonkhet, where you play it twice and you win. So that's, like, a one-card combo, technically. But you have to draw the card. <laughs> so, I mean... So maybe, so maybe the problem isn't so much that there's power creep. It's that all of the power creep has been in the same two colors, mostly. Uh, uh, and yeah. it's made the decks homogenous. 
because they normally there are restrictions on cards that are really good where it's like bring to light where you have to be playing four or five colors to make that card good so you're not your deck has all the colors in it but you're playing very specific cards because your deck has all the colors in it or like the approach of the second sun you're playing control so you're not playing control and the best planeswalker and the best creature in the format you're playing control or like when you're playing the the blue black scarab god deck from a couple of standard sets ago where you weren't playing all the best white cards and all the best red cards and all the best green cards you're playing blue black x control with our mid-range i guess right yeah the green blue kind of problem has has been talked about where it's like well all the cards are in the same the same color so of course it's going to be an issue of course it's going to be a problem etc 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 um but i i just i Like I said, I think it just really boils down to being a synergistic approach where I think they're trying to make cards fit together more. I think they're trying to make cards connect better. And that's leading to a just like well-tuned kind of like play one, play two, play three, play four, play five equals you're dead. Uh, And that's great because on the other side, it's like, cool, we're having decks that like connect together like little machines again, where we're not just ramp, play big spell, win game, or counter 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 win like those are never fun like the drago types of decks Mm -hmm. but then wilderness reclamation kind of goes back to the play basically play cantrip spells play wilderness reclamation win game or prevent you from winning the game same thing with teferi play teferi stop you win game you know play an oro 15 times you know and it it's a balance and it's a hard balance to find in standard especially because one card's always going in and out, and it, it, it's a tough call. But I mean, the point I'm trying to make is the bands is I think in their mind, considering the state that we're in, I think they made the right call. I think it helps the meta better. I think it feels a lot better to lose these cards online than it does to, than in paper. And as much as I'd hate to admit it, the paper play is just such at a staggering low level that. I don't think that many people are going to be like, oh, no, my Teferi's not worth money. Well, you, you weren't doing anything with your Teferi anyway. Like, let's be really honest. Like, it, it was it was about to get kicked to the curb. Anywho, so, you know, kind of just, that's the nature of the game. So, and I mean, and anyone who's upset about losing the freaking common on common, the growth spiral and the cultural familiar, well, you know what? You shouldn't pay that much for uncommons. But on the better side, double masters, Jimmy. <laughs> yep, double masters. But before you get to double masters, do you want to talk about the other bannings, or do you not care about those at There's all? There's no other bannings. What other bannings were there? There were lots of other there bannings. Was no other there bannings. was hit me, hit me with they, one new banning. <laughs> okay, well they banned. They finally banned the inverter of truth combo uh-huh. in Pioneer. Okay. They also banned the underworld breach combo in Pioneer, uh-huh. like we had previously mentioned. Okay. Uh, they whoa, whoa, wait, banned, wait, wait, uh, don't jump formats yet. What for? I'm not. Okay. They they banned Kethis, the Hidden Hand, in Pioneer, uh-huh. and they also banned Walking Ballista in Pioneer. Okay. Well, so here's what I have to say to that: Walking Ballista is stupid. Should have been banned forever ago. Wow. In, really? Inver- Hold on, I'm not Ballista? done yet. Inverter Truth is stupid. Should have been banned already. And that other one you mentioned, yeah. Why the why the hell not? Pioneer is supposed to be on the cutting edge. Banned. Done. Problem solved. That's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. Problem solving. Banned it. Done. <laughs> that's how, right, that's how, I how you're being serious. Enough. I am being serious. I'm being very serious. 
Why do you think Walking Ballista should be banned? Because it's just too good. It's not too good. It is too good. Again, Walking Ballista is just like Wilderness Reclamation. It's either being played and it's like, I don't care. Or it's being played and you're going, I'm winning. It's just, it's a it's a turn of a corner. It's not even a, a, a turning a corner card. Like, you know, like where you're like, oh, I'm turning a corner and I'm starting to pick up speed. No, 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 no. That card is like, I'm hitting the NOS on my car and I'm plowing over to the finish line. Like, okay, thanks, bye, smell you later. And it's like, whoa, like, was that really necessary? And then, like, you're in the winner's circle and you have your trophy in the air and you're like, yeah, it was. And everyone else. It's just a good card, Dave. It's not. It's not overpowered. It's not too good. It's just an okay card. So when that, it's a no, pretty good card. When that card comes down, one of two things happen: it's irrelevant, or it's base, or it's literally winning you the game. One or the other. It's ne- it's never like okay. It's it's getting my person to there. It's coming down and going. Yeah, I don't care. Like it's too little, too late. Or it's coming it down. Like want, and it, it sounds like you're looking for synergy cards. You want a synergy combo deck. No, no, you no. Don't want combo no, it has nothing. You want synergy. You want synergy based decks. It has nothing to do with what of, I want. I'm just telling you that's how the card. That's how the card works. That is the nature of the card. And that kind of card, when played in ex, in excess, and becoming more popular and more relevant, and being the obvious go to card to win games, or in multiple, or being in multiple decks, that's what it means to be banned almost like it's too strong it's too it's too popular not popular it's too prevalent in all these decks because it's such an easy way of copying that win and i mean if see, that that's not why they banned it though oh yeah that's why they banned it they banned it because they were trying to take all the combos out of pioneer right. basically they they said that it was because of the they took out the kethis combo they took out the uh inverter of truth combo they took out the the underworld breach combo they took out the walking ballista heliod sun crown combo okay. so there it has nothing to do with it just being very strong on a bunch of decks they were just like well it combos with this one card that we don't want to ban because it's the face of one of our newer sets so we're going to ban walking ballista but, instead which seems but, so you're going like to so like a bad so you're going to tell me in any other case i'm not saying that walking ballista is not strong <laughs> and that it can't technically go in every deck because it has no but color when it comes it. down i'm saying it does exactly what i said right it's either it's, so so do lots of okay, cards and some of those but what's the difference between some of those other cards is how often and the how often they're being played and how versatile they are walking ballista is so versatile Plus, it's part of a, a not, plus it's part of a combo that just wins you the game. By all means, that should be banned. That that's that's hurting the game because if it, that card is that strong, if that's if it's that reliable to get the job done, then well, then every deck minus. That's like playing. saying that Emrakul, the, the promised end, should be banned because anytime it hits the battlefield, it wins you the game. If it, it if it's overwhelming presence, yeah, they they literally take the statistics of how often the card is being played. How often it's top Walking Ballista is not an overwhelming presence or force in Pioneer. Well, that's, that's a tough one, too, because we don't have that many paper Pioneer events. So No, but they have lots of online Pioneer okay. events. And if it's, take, if it's taking places in those, in those Pioneer events, then it fits, it fits the mold. And if it fits the mold, it's got to go. Listen, if the Walking Ballista fits, then you must have quit. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I'm just saying it makes perfect sense okay. to me so, for that to be. It, it makes it makes sense. I'm, to me. I'm reading. I'm reading their thing. I'm reading their thing mm-hmm. right now. The reason that they banned the Heliod combo and the Kethis Hidden Hand combo is because the Inverter of Truth and Underworld Breach combos are so strong right now that they're the only deck seeing play right. really. 
that they're seeing they're getting the most five zero wins, the most five zero okay. trophies, right? So they banned those cards, those, uh, those combo decks, and they figured, hey, if we ban those combo decks, we also have to ban these because otherwise they'll rise to the top and they'll be the new combo decks that everybody's looking for, right? So they didn't ban them because they're too strong, and they didn't ban Heliod for being the key to that whole deck. They banned Walking Ballista because they're like. Well, it could get too strong eventually, well, and we don't want to that. We don't want to have to be down here in, in a couple months well, anyway. It, it's they're banning it for all the. They're just cutting. They're just cutting the the road down. They're like, well, we're already going to do this, so let's do it. And everybody knows, like, if you so if you care about the ban list, then you probably already know how good Walking Ballista is. So you already okay, well, know. So what that if instead I just what if I just play the other ver- the other half of the Heliod combo mm-hmm. where I gain infinite life with what is it called? Oh my god, what is that card called? Spike Feeder. What if I just use Spike Feeder and I just gain infinite life and then I go, okay, I'm playing 80 cards in my deck and you're only playing 60. I'm going to win this game. Then Spike, Be- Eat then it. Spike Feeder is next on the list. Like, <laughs> is Spike Feeder even well, legal in Pioneer? If, yes, well, it then, is. That's part of well, the then, combo deck. Smell you later, Spike Feeder. You're, you're next up to get, to get shot down by the Nerf Bat. Like... <laughs> Bye. Also, Walking Ballista is colorless, so it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not saying Spike Feeder doesn't fall within that range, but it, how much easier is it to do this synergy, this combo with Walking Ballista as opposed to Spike Feeder? I mean, it's it, you're a green white deck. I mean, they're already saying, a green white deck. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I, I got to be honest. I feel like you're dodging the dodge, trying to dodge the question because Walking Ballista is colorless. How much more easier is that whole setup? I'm just saying. Well, I'm like just barely. saying. Like barely. I'm barely. You're, you're splitting barely? hairs. Barely. I'm not splitting hairs. You're this splitting is, hairs. It is like a fundamental fact. Colorless cards are clearly easier to combo with because you just you don't you don't care about your color restriction. All you, you care about better. is how much I think, so, you have. I think someone hurt you with an, a walking ballista. A no, long I love time walking ago. ballista. What are you talking about? I love I, walking ballista. I think it's I think, a machine. Think, yeah, <laughs> I know. And for whatever reason, you seem to hate it, Dave. No, I don't. Nothing I've said has been negative on it. The card is good. The card is good. You've heard it here first, folks. Dave hates walking ballista, and he's I, glad that it got banned, and he never I, wants to see it in any. I think from a design aspect, again. it makes perfect sense, especially from a play and competitive aspect. I think it was a good preemptive snag. It's not even that preemptive. It's like, yeah, this is the literal obvious thing that's going to happen. Let's take care of it. I'm sure in the back of their heads, Emrakul's kind of like always on there like, oh, my friend. I mean, I, I mean, I, it's like these, this format doesn't even really matter to me. I play. Wow. I play, I'm playing the energy combo in, in Pioneer anyway. So these, none of these bands hurt me. They actually only make my deck slightly better. Did you, did but, you guys hear that? Jimmy just said that Pioneer doesn't matter to him. Uh, it's agreed. I I one hundred percent agree. I don't. Wow. I, Pioneer does not matter to me. I mean, I can't. I can't play Pioneer anywhere. Like I can't I mean, go to the store and play Pioneer right now. Everybody knows what's going on. You can play MTGO. Yeah, but MTGO sucks. It doesn't. <laughs> it's a good outlet. Has, every every program. Has I'm sorry. Time. I have to go. My podcast <laughs> host has lost his fucking mind. Every every. And I know every, I'm not supposed to be cursing. Every but, every. God. Damn every day. every every just program has its gonna problem. lie to me. I'm and not the lying people. To you. You're just gonna lie to their faces. I'm just telling you, it's the truth. Every program has its ups and downs. Arena has its ups and downs. Arena's not that high on my list of magic programs. But you want to know what? It facilitates what I want. It lets me play magic. It looks pretty. It's inviting. It's 
It's honestly, <laughs> Magic Online doesn't do any of those things. Yes, it does. Magic Online lets me play <laughs> Magic. It? it gives me a variety of ways of playing Magic and connecting with my friends. And it just happens to be a little clunky. If every game that I played that was a little clunky, I threw away instantaneously, I wouldn't play almost any of the games we play. Like, I'm just saying, it takes the good. You got to take the good. You got to take the bad. And that's the facts of magic, man. I'm just, I'm looking at it from a very uh, logical, analytic standpoint. Next format. I really want to. Go ahead. Hit me. Hit me with another. Hit me with some more. In the next format, it was historic. They banned Wilderness Reclamation into fair. We've already talked about whether it's a good idea. (laughs) Let's move on. I don't Um, care. It's historic. It's not even a real format. No, exactly. And same with Brawl. They banned to fair. Well, easy. Easy. Brawl's a real farm. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's this not where, Okay. I was going to say, this is where you draw the line? Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, there is another it. format. What are you talking about? It's like no, one of my there, favorite formats. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. From the August 3rd uh, ban list? No, they there just, wasn't. We're just not going to talk about Popper? They didn't touch Popper in that... <laughs> You know, I just wanted to talk about Popper because I really okay, like Okay, it. well, what, what... Okay, so we gotta go back a little bit then because I don't remember what they... We already We're, talked about the Popper bands. We did. I just wanted to... Bring, yeah, that I just wanted. I, I just wanted to give a shout-out to my boy Popper. Hey. So that was all the, the ban and restricted news that we had. Uh, in other news for this coming week, they released a whole new set. I mean, it's not... It's all reprints, but it's still a pretty good set. Even if there was, like, a bunch of controversy around it. There's no controversy. There's a lot of controversy. What controversy is on the set? Double Masters. Yeah, Double Masters. Double Masters had a lot of controversy around it. First, they were telling people that there were going to be only rare box toppers, and then they put, like, Expedition Map as a box topper. (laughs) Okay. And then they were like, oh, wait, 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 wait. We meant that all the symbols on the box toppers were going to be rare, because they put, like, a little gold symbol underneath it, and they're like, that's totally the same thing, right? That's people being... I get where people are coming from when they're (laughs) upset about that, but, like... Those cards are selling for on the secondary market at, mm-hmm. at a rare or mythic price. Yeah, so, I agree. I, I agree that they all look really cool, and I'd so, be super psyched to open any of them I didn't, I didn't if I was going to open cool. any of those packs. I didn't say but that they're, they're cool. They're like a hundred cool. bucks a pack, Dave. I'm just saying so that expensive. they're all rares. The box toppers are all rares, and I personally don't think I'd be that upset to pull like a full super like panoramic art um, box topper. Urza's Tower. It's kind of like whatever. Like you got me, but I get it. I get people. I get people how they can nickel and dime wizards to be like, well, you said they'd all be rares. And honestly, as Magic players, guys, please let's let's pull back a little bit. That value's still there. What are you talking about? The value is one hundred percent still there. Stop it. Double friggin' masters. Um. So tell me, Jimmy, your top five. Uh. No. Yeah. Tell me your top. Uh, seven favorite reprints, one for each color, and then for artifact, and then for land. Oh, oh and then we'll do bonus planeswalker. Hit me, I'm excited. My favorite card for every color. Yeah, and we're gonna start. We'll start with white because you got to follow the the Wooberg, even though I never follow Wooberg honestly. <laughs> hit me with that. Hit, hit me with that favorite reprint. Doesn't have to be even be a rare. It can be an uncommon. It could be like friggin' I don't know. Angel of the Dawn. That card's wasting my time. Okay, well, I wasn't prepared for this, so give me a second. You're never prepared. It's all right. Standard procedure. <sighs> wow. It's okay. What we still love that? you. How dare you say the truth things to me? The truth hurts. Yeah, it sure does. I don't care about any of the cards in my 
That's not what I am. I didn't care what card you care about. <laughs> You're clearly misunderstanding how, how that works. I didn't ask you what card you cared about. I asked you what card, uh, are you, like, what's your favorite white reprint? Does it tracks account? <laughs> no. The, dude, just tell, pick a white card that you I like. I don't care about any of the white cards. I'm okay. I'm going to go with uh Stone What do you mean Forge you're going to go with? There has to be a card that you're like, oh, I actually do kind of like that card. That card's kind of nice. Stoneforge Mystic? Wrong answer. Okay. I know. It's not. It's, I don't care about Stoneforge Mystic. All right. What about blue? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get this. You're going to get it? I'm going to get this. It's no, not a test. I don't care about that. Okay, so my my favorite white card is gonna be it's gotta be Lantex just because the art is so sweet on this one. You've already said Stone it's got it's got the bio, no I didn't it's got the battle bond art on it so it looks really cool it's got that treasure chest where it's uh, like eating the land as it goes. Okay, I love that art. All right, well then I pulled I one of these I... when battle bond came out and I was like, oh god, the art is so sweet. All right, great. All right, blue. Blue's gotta be Force of Will. I just want I've just always oh. wanted to own a Force of Will. I don't oh. really know why. But I don't really want this one. I just want... Ugh. I want the original one. Okay. I forgot who does the art on that one. Uh, I'm sure someone will know. And they'll ugh. put it in the comments. Um, you know why I keep saying ugh? Because of who does it? What? Or because no. it's Force of Will? Because it's Force of Will. Why, why can't I like Force of Will? Uh, I'm also really upset that they reprinted Cyclonic Rift just because the price of it is so high. Force of Will is a garbage card that's garbage. <laughs> It's good for people. It's good that they keep reprinting it, though, because people that want to play Legacy, are, it's, one, it's a stable card on Legacy, so if you're going to play that format, that format's expensive enough as it is. Mm-hmm. You don't need Force of Will being like 100 bucks a copy just because it was never reprinted. Like, it's good that they keep reprinting stuff. I'm glad that they're doing it. Force of Will ranges anywhere from like $100 all the way up to like, I don't know, like two. I think the Amoncat invocation is like, two something mm-hmm. and then i know one of the judge ones or the judge one or something like that is like 300 i don't know I think it's and Therese also Nielsen that does the original art it is it is it's Teresa nelson who does the original art um, uh, but i think that one's pretty cheap right now it's something like 60 bucks no you're looking at like anywhere from like 80 to 100 fine well you picked the wrong card you picked the wrong card for blue so move on to black Pick the wrong card. You just keep picking pick the, the wrong. wrong you just card. keep picking. You just keep picking the wrong cards. All right. So black. Okay. So for blue, my second. My secondary no. I don't pick, care about your second pick. It's too late. My, my secondary pick is uh, Frogify because the artwork on that one is also dope. If you would have said that first, I would have been way more excited. <laughs> I know, but but you didn't. Really, so you goofed. That's never going to be my first pick. I'm, my nope. my first two picks are Cyclonic Rift and Force of Will because Next, of their black. prices. Black. Go on. Come on. <laughs> I need. I nope. Get it. You've already failed me twice. Come on, you well, can do this. Keep, get ready because it's going to keep happening. No, I actually believe in you, hundred percent. Huge mistake. I'm really bummed that they reprinted Fatal Push. Why? Oh, because you have so because many. I have so many of them, and I wanted the price of them to go up. But it's only, I know. It's I was just complaining about that for other it's, cards. It's just but it's that uncommon. It's fine. I also don't like the box topper art of the the new Fatal Push. I, I think it's stupid. Like okay. it's cool that it's it's cool that it's the guy falling off of the boat. But he's not being, he's not fatally pushing anything. He's being fatally pushed, or he's been fatally pushed, and he's just fatally falling now. Okay. I'm going to get them altered to say, I'm going to get those altered to say fatally falling. Okay. I I didn't ask about your grievance. I asked for your favorite. My favorite? My favorite. I like that they put, I like Oubliette. I like that they put uh, 
that they gave it phasing. So it's Ubli- so, so you're choosing Ubli- cool. so you're choosing Oubliette. I'm choosing Oubliette. Yeah. All right. All right. So you didn't fail me. You, you passed. You passed the black the black test. That. All right. Next red. <laughs> uh, Blood Moon. It's got to be Blood Moon. I'm sick that the Blood Moon's in the set again. Right back in red again. Literally. <laughs> oh, I get it. Right back in red. Just right back in red. Ugh. All right. Sure. Blood Moon. If you want. I, all I my... want that card to. I want that card to be super cheap because I want to play it. I want that whole. I want that whole like archetype of mono red prison to be super cheap but you know okay. chance of the void okay. it's so expensive um all right green now this is this is david's favorite color so don't 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 ruin it choose carefully <laughs> i wish i could i wish i could like foresee which card is going to be your favorite but i'm not going to be able to so easy. It's so obvious. It's not. <laughs> so none of obvious. None of these. None of them are. Yeah. None of them are obvious. It's so obvious. What's it gonna Le- be? Fierce impasse. No. Dave's favorite card is so obviously Conclave Naturalists. I mean. No. no I'm sorry. It's Uvenwald Mysteries. Duh. Obviously. You're saying a lot of bad cards, and I'm about to deduct points for you because <laughs> you keep naming random cards. Come on. The viewers want to know what bad card. I mean, the card, the card that I'm most excited about, and yes. if I pulled in in a in a pack, I would be really psyched to play in like a draft or something like that. It's Thrag Tusk. I'd be like, okay. fuck yeah, Thrag Tusk. Oh you damn, did. I cursed again. I did. You did it. You pulled it out of. You pulled it out the last second. <laughs> did I really? Did I yeah. nail it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, there's other cards I like, but Thrag Tusk is definitely fine. You, you, good job. But now nice. it gets more complicated. Uh, multicolored. <laughs> um, I don't There's think a lot. Colored is going to be that hard. I think it's uh, oh, yeah? very easily like. Don't f it up. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna play a card, if I'm gonna pull a card and play it in a pack, um, Scare of God's number one that mm. I want to that I want to pull and play. Mm, um, okay. You just win. You just win that draft. There's no way you don't win that draft. Bet. You have to be. Your deck has to be garbage. Besides Scare of God, for you to There's not win so that much. draft. Well, remember the limited environment has so much power in it. Yeah, the li- so what I've seen from the drafts of this set is like that it's mostly just artifacts with like you s- your deck is mainly artifacts and you just splash a couple colors. Uh, but yeah, my my number one pick is Scarab God. I'll let that go. Half points. <laughs> is yours Maelstrom Nexus? No, I don't like really. Cas- I don't like Cascade. Uh, I thought you loved Cascade. Oh, wow, way to know me. <laughs> Next up. Next Art- up, next artifacts. up is col- is the artifacts. Yeah, artifacts specific, not colorless artifacts. Wait, what? Well, because Karn's in the set, so technically <laughs> he's colorless and he's not an artifact. Just pick your favorite artifact. Oh, my favorite artifact. Well, um, the one you're most excited for. The one I'm most excited for. Yeah, the the thing we've been the thing we've been doing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, if I got if I pulled in a pack. It would have to be between Wormcoil Engine and Conjurer's Closet. You got to pick one. Fuck, they're so they're both so good. I'm sorry. I want to play. I, I want to play Conjurer's Closet in a draft. I think that would be really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Wormcoil Engine would win me a lot more drafts. But I mean, you always go with the fun play. So Conjurer's Closet. Ugh. All right, half point again. <laughs> Is, should I picked Wormcoil Engine. I probably would have picked a half point either way. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lose lose situation. Okay. All right, we'll right. that. Almost I mean, there. The swords are also all very good. Uh, they all have weird boring. new box stopper art. Yeah, but they're all boring. It's sure, I guess. All right, land. Land? Yeah, land. 
Uh, I mean, if I'm gonna pull a, if I'm gonna pull a card in the set, uh, a land in the set that I'm like psyched to play. I'm, so I'm gonna hope to get Dark Depths, and then I'm gonna hope to God that someone passes me Vampire Hexmage. Vampire Hex Mage. Wow. <laughs> I want to live the dream, Dave. That's the dream. I'm the dream give... is that you make an indestructible 2020 on turn two, or turn three, I guess, because there's no uh, there's no Urborg in the set, so right. you can't live that much of the dream. But all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna award you a full point for that one because though Dark Depths oh. is the wrong answer. You I'm do sorry. want to live the dream. The, the so second one, be, the, my second choice for lands. I don't care about my second, too late. My, se- my second choice for lands are the Urza lands, just because the set is full, so full of artifacts, mm. and that most of your deck is an artifact. I just, who doesn't want to tr- do Tron in, in, on turn three in limited? So I'm going to give you minus half a point because <laughs> that 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 statement basically, basically made you sound like a tool, and I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, number number one is Dark Dust. Uh, All right. Final and, bonus round. Favorite Planeswalker or preferred Planeswalker? Karn. All right. So you're gonna get a you're gonna get a full double points because Karn. <laughs> a full double points. Well, because because Karn's my favorite Planeswalker, but you're also gonna get minus one point because Karn's really annoying in limited because he's just too good. By the way, Planeswalker is not too good in limited. By the way, there was no way you were going to come out on that on top because the other Planeswalker (laughs) is Jace. So (laughs) I don't, I don't care that much about Jace. Me neither. (laughs) I do like this art on him where he's got the all the words in between his hands, like the runes. That's very cool. Oh, the classic. Oh, the mindscap. Yeah, the classic. The classic one. I just don't. I just don't care about Jace in general. He doesn't care about you. I've never played Jace which is probably why I don't care about him. I have no fond memories of him. Every time I've ever seen a Jace on the table, it's been across from me. So uh, <laughs> that probably explains why I don't care for him that much. <laughs> I don't care for him that much. I don't but care for him. Well, he's not my favorite. He's definitely not my favorite. That guy can jump yeah. off a bridge. Um, but yeah, I okay. still have so a lot of trouble I'm finding a card in white that I care about. You said land tax. I did say land tax. I did. And you can't take that back now. It's too late. Okay, you're right. I'm I'm not sorry. Mm. I do think that uh, the guy on Rush of Knowledge kind of looks like it reminds me of JD from Scrubs. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny because that's kind of true. <laughs> that is a hundred percent kind of true. Uh, so, do you want to know your score for? Um, <laughs> no, not really. It's gonna be sure? abysmal. What? Are you sure you don't want to? I mean, I'm, like, sure? I'm gonna guess it's a solid two out of. I don't know how many points were possible. Uh, your score is a solid. <laughs> every, sol- your, every, your every, every card was graded on a 1 out of 100 scale, and I got no. plus 1 or minus 0.5 for each one. So, you know, you got, I got, a, a, sol- three out of, I got a solid 3 out of 600. You got a, you got a, your, your score is a, is a solid pair. <clears throat> <laughs> two? Pair. I got a 2? No, a pair. Like the fruit. The pair. <laughs> Which translates to I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> The whole set? No, I like I like Double Masters. I, I I ragged on it this whole time, but I think Double Masters is really pretty. I think it's like super exciting. Um, it, it's and it's been talked about it like in the community. It's a little pricey, and I understand why it's pricey, but it, it, it's so rough it's, sometimes. It's pricey, but it doesn't actually cost them any more to print a, a pack oh, of Double I'm Masters not, than I'm not it does. That conversation. You're not, cause, okay, cause not I just because I just want everybody. I just wanted to put it out there because it just blows my mind that they decided to charge extra money for this set that, that literally doesn't cost them any more money. I, it's I know they have to make a buck, and I know that they're being pushed by 
by Hasbro. So if you're, I think Double Monster is a good pickup if you like if you Modern. like premium cards. If you like premium looking cards, and you're willing to put down some money for it, you know, Double Masters is the way to go. Do I want to? And I don't even know if I want to draft Double Masters because I've been seeing some stores do that, and that seems both incredibly fun, but also incredibly stressful just because of the nature of like the rares. Like, I, I mean, why wouldn't you just literally take? almost emphasis on this almost every single rare and mythic that you pull because they're all that good but you gotta i mean and i tell people all the time there's a card you draft for for the value of it and then the card you draft that you want to win if you want to win so so but if you if you pull uh, a jace the mind sculptor out of your first pack you already won that draft you've already made your money back and then uh, some I don't. Do you make your money back now? Is Jace still? Jace, is still, is with, Jace still like eighty bucks? Well, that version of Jace, though. I don't know if that version of Jace. Even if he's like fifty bucks, he probably made your money back. The, the double well, master's draft for some reason is only like thirty-five bucks. I don't know how they're a doing. Double that. master's draft? Yeah, it's crazy. No, 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 no. That doesn't seem possible. The stores around here are doing it. Okay. I mean, if you pull the normal Jace, yeah. If you pull the normal, if you pull normal Jace. You're looking at like anywhere from fifty five to sixty dollars. I guess um, card is only like it's only like thirty bucks now. That's crazy. Give me. or take, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but so I didn't know this until just very recently. But if you do a, a draft of double masters mm-hmm. out of your first pack, you get to take two rares. Really? In double masters, when you draft it out of each pack, the first pick from each pack, you get to take two cards. So if the, both the rares are amazing you just take both the rares so you basically always just take the rares got it i i probably yeah i mean like unless you're like super hard into like if you're in pack three and you're super into like red white artifacts or whatever and you get past like some blue bomb that you don't really that's like it's not even really a bomb if you get past like thespian stage you probably just pass it right Mm. unless you're worried about your opponent having uh having underworld dark depths and you're like well if i take Thespian stage, and then, then they play a Dark Depths, so I can make a Dark Depths. <laughs> that would be really, that would be really sweet. Though. Yeah, that would be funny. That would be really funny. It'd just be, they're like, oh, yeah, I got half my combo. You're like, I got all of my combo. Slam. <laughs> but if like if you're playing red white artifacts or something like that, and you get past, I don't know, what's a really bad mythic like send triplets? You're gonna be like, okay, well maybe I won't pick up send triplets because it doesn't really do anything for my deck or like if you get pissed i don't know falcon aristocrat you'd be like well this card's not worth that much money so i mean it's not really i'm not really losing anything by not taking this card like <laughs> i can see why you wouldn't pick the first two cards uh as mythics or rares if they're not very good uh yeah i, I yeah and again you want to build a deck that's gonna get yeah. you there as opposed to not every deck needs time sieve. Not every deck. I mean, not every deck needs foreign <sighs> liberated, right? Uh, no, no. I, I think that's not true. I think every deck needs foreign liberated. <laughs> I mean, every. <laughs> you're always gonna get to seven mana, probably. Are you? Probably, no, unless your deck, unless your opponent's playing red white. Uh, I'm, not acro. Get, I'm not letting you get to seven mana. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay, but that's enough about Double Masters, Dave, because there's this card that I really want to tell you about, because I, I, I found it a couple weeks ago, and I've been dying to talk about it ever since. Uh, I think it's really cool. It's called Indestructible Aura, mm-hmm. um, and it's one white mana. 
it's from I don't know what set this is. It's got uh like the top half of a pillar. Do you know what set that is, Dave? It's Legends. So yeah, so it's indestructible aura. It's from Legends. It costs one white mana, uh, and it's an instant. And it, uh, any damage it says any damage dealt to target creature for the rest of the turn is reduced to zero. So what that means, I guess, is that it has indestructible. It's just a really weird way of saying it. But the most important thing is that it stops Boros Reckoner. I'm kidding. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that the artwork on it is dope. It's like an eagle head that has like human arms and they're doing the rock on symbol, but they're like crossed across his chest and he's like shooting <laughs> blue and red magic out of his hands or out of his shoulders, I guess. Uh, and then for whatever reason, he's got like a weird snake lizard body. It's <laughs> the art is just insane. It's by Mark Poole. Um, but it's it's really crazy. Uh, the art on it is just super sweet. That's really mostly the reason I wanted to talk about it. It is cool that it's like a different way of them doing indestructible, like the first indestructible card. But uh, the art on it is just <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> looks like I'm. It looks like you're super high when you're looking at this character. <laughs> I'm tripping. Or when he was drawing it, I guess. I am tripping. Oh. I wish I could read the, the flavor text on it, though. I can't read what this says. Theodore strode the battle lines, snatching swords with his bare hands and casting them aside until all cowered before him. That's badass. Yeah, that actually is actually really badass. That's really badass. That's oh, just wow. him being, he's indestructible, so he just grabbed people's swords out of midair in the middle of combat and was like, not today. <laughs> yeah you got me that is actually pretty fucking cool all right but i think that uh i think that wraps it up for this week yeah i'm doing i'm double i'm doubled out are you doubled out You're i'm gonna down? i'm gonna i'm gonna have to double down and ban myself from the rest of this episode so when you come down we're gonna have to double down on some double masters um, while we eat double downs from kfc Thank you guys for coming out and listening to us. <laughs> uh, if you go to uh, if you if you go to at Magic Mythical on Facebook dot com, you get links to all of our Twitter and our uh, and they'll be in the Twitch show account. notes. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, and always join us Wednesday nights for streaming uh, on Twitch TV at Magic Mythical at six p.m. Yep, we'll be there. <laughs> okay, have a great night. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.